This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. I don't know how to tell you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about the Mask of Zorro. Yes. From the Z to the O to the double R-O. He's the cool dude from the barrio. <laughs> Mask of Zorro. <laughs> this Assassin. movie came out in 1998. Directed by Martin Campbell. Written by Johnston Macaulay. That's the character. Story, Ted Elliott. There's a bunch of writing credits. It doesn't really matter because it's a terrible movie. Um, what? Yeah. And uh, starring Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Woo! Bless you. Somebody, somebody's Jones. Antonio Somebody Banderas. likes Antonio Banderas. Assassins. <laughs> I'm number one. Uh, and Anthony Hopkins. And a bunch of other jabronis. <laughs> That's it? Uh, it has so the 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 main villain in this is also the main villain in uh, *Lethal Weapon* three. There you go. Exactly as forgettable as you would think. <laughs> I did not notice that. All right, uh, Alex, this came from your list. What's talk about it? What's your history with this movie? Well, I've liked the like the old black and white Zorro TV show since I was a kid because we used to watch reruns way back in the day. And when this movie came out, it was, was like an update to the old Zorro tale. It was amazing. Movie theaters. And this is like when Antonio Banderas was starting to get hot. Assassin. I mean, you know, career-wise. He's always been very attractive. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott? Uh, I saw this in the theater. Um, I remember liking it more. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I'd seen it between then and, and the initial viewing when it came out. And, uh, yeah, I do, like Alex, though, I do remember the, the old black and whites. on the, They'd show them on the Disney Channel. Like when Disney Channel was new, because they know the programming. <laughs> yeah, so my history, I did not see this in the theater. Um, I, I think I wanted to see it, but I just never got around to it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this before. And now that you guys mentioned the old black and white show, I think maybe I saw those as a kid. Because I definitely know about Zorro, so I don't know how else I would know about it. So I probably saw it. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I remember wanting to see it because of Antonio Banderas. and Because um, I don't think Captain Zeta-Jones was anybody at the time, right? And Anthony Hopkins yeah. was... I guess he... Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's my history with it too. So let's dive into it. As usual, we each talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? My number seven, and it only shows up once in a movie, but that fucking Joker gun. (laughs) I did not expect that. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen this movie in years, and I just burst out laughing. I'm like, why the fuck does he have the Joker gun? Oh my god, I was dying. I I don't know if that's even a real thing. I'm assuming it is. Maybe they try to be a bit historically accurate, so they gave him like a menacing gun that they maybe they thought it's like, oh, okay, this thing is ridiculous. We can't have him <laughs> holster that giant gun down his pants on every scene. So I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. Yeah, neither am I. 
at the very beginning when he's uh, when the blonde captain is after the Murrieta brothers, he pulls out a six shooter with a giant barrel like the fucking Joker. You guys did not notice that? No. No. Oh my gosh. Man. I'm willing to I'm willing I'm willing to bet that if Jeff and I went back and looked at it, best case scenario we might be eh, that's a pretty big pistol. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he pulls it out and then he but he does in in your guys' defense, he does kind of hold it at like a rifle when he's shooting it. He doesn't you know, two hand it by the pommel like the Joker does. He pulls it out, <laughs> he like pulls it at the end and points it at him before he tosses it away. Like it looks like a normal yeah, at the that's a different gun. At the beginning, he has the Joker gun. At the very beginning, oh, when God. you were introduced with the blonde captain, blonde evil captain. Whitey. Oh, you mean the bubble to Yankee? Yeah, <laughs> that guy, <laughs> Captain Whitey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> captain Gringo. All right. Well, I don't know. About, I don't remember the gun, but fine. I, I'll, I'll trust you. Why not? Um, fucking joker good but but you mentioned one thing i did want to bring up right away is the historically accurate stuff is any of this stuff obviously not the zorro part but the <laughs> the cal all the california history with uh santa any, any, yeah with santa, santa ana and all that stuff real because i, I should, we live here i should know this i don't i mean they did toss out the french <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i think it was the okay. french Oh, yes, yeah. okay. it was. Yeah. It's not the French. <laughs> it somehow became the Spanish, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, no, the Spaniards were all over California, too, yeah. setting up missions and whatnot. Yeah. Well, also, well, right, that's... also historically accurate is that anybody who wasn't rich was very, very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I had to go look up because I know every, everything here was, you know, most of the stuff was done by the missions and all that. That's why you have all your. Santa, Santa's this and San's this from all the missions. So Santa Ana, which is an orange cap, but that's not the same Santa Ana. I looked it up. It's not related at all. So I was confused. But I always thought she was like a, a saint, right? Or whatever. But it was, that's a general. And it's two different things. I'm confused. I just want to know where, who was Saint Garden Grove. I've been trying to figure <laughs> this out for a while. Saint Westminster. Saint <laughs> Westminster. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so you guys don't know. I mean, obviously there's some fact there, but not we don't know. Yeah, we gotta hit the hit the library after uh, this. I don't want to go to the library. Yeah. Can't social distancing. I've been social distancing with books since twelfth grade. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven. Okay, so Jeff Jeff already hinted at the fact that he he wasn't mad into this movie. Uh, <laughs> I was not mm-hmm. either. Maybe it's because I've had a week uh, or just tired. I don't know. But I was not feeling this movie at all. Uh, And so to start, I laughed out loud at the title card for this movie. Oh, yeah. That was was ridiculous. so bad. That did not age well. It was so fucking (laughs) awful. Like, we're talking, like, Mortal Kombat, uh, like, reptile jumping out of the wall level of graphics just for the just for the title mask of zorro and then the jaguar sound effect that plays at the end of it which never comes up in any meaningful way in the movie yeah i mean i guess because they're mexico jaguars i i don't know but oh Mm -hmm. man it was so bad 
Like, and you can tell, like, sometimes when, when we're watching these movies that the people that actually sat down to make the movie, there's certain things that they really have, like, no control over. And that was obviously one of them. <laughs> because of anybody. Yeah. I like, think if the director like had, a... like, any say over that title graphic, even back in 1998, nine, when was this? 98? Uh, he would have said, oh, uh, can we do something different? Uh, yeah, this is, this is just... This is an all-time bad, like that's how bad this is that that it got on the list. Like I usually don't care about this stuff that much, mm-hmm. but this is so awful. <laughs> yep, that's my number seven. <laughs> somebody was playing around with After Effects for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Somebody maybe got, it some, just came out. Somebody, yeah. somebody didn't get paid to do that. <laughs> All right, um, my number seven. Now you guys have to help me out with this. When did Game of Thrones? When did George Martin start writing Game of Thrones? When did that book come out? It was ninety. You guys know? Oh, the nineties. Okay. Anyway, there is definitely there is the guy who doesn't know he's a sword. He basically says you stick him with the pointy end line from this movie, and I want to know who stole it from who. Oh, I'm sure that line's been around forever. I know, but I want to blame it because it bugged me in this movie. Okay, it was well, one of the, the first things that stuck out. Okay, I'm I'm almost there. Uh, Game of Thrones was released in August of 1996. Oh, that yeah, they stole it. This guy. <laughs> Although George R. R. Martin is a screenwriter, it's possible that he did an uncredited uh, pass on this movie. Sure. Um, yeah. Stick him with the pointy least. end. There you go. Um, yeah, I blame you, John Escow, Ted Elliott, Terry Rosio. You stole <laughs> George Martin's... Sticking with the pointy. I don't know. I don't have much to say about this movie. Now it's the thing that stuck out. Um, I will say this. I Maybe I didn't give it a fair shot. I was tired and just having a day as well. But I had a hard time concentrating on this movie. And uh, that was one of those things that stuck out for me. So that's my number seven. Alex, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is, uh, even though... How do I explain this? Well, I just I, I like that they kept like the story more or less simple. I mean, it, it dragged on. In a, in a couple places, even I was dozing There's off. Barely a plot. Yeah, I know, but you know the classic revenge. There's revenge on both sides. There's uh, redemption. Uh, just you know, meat and potatoes. And for this kind of movie, that's you know, that's kind of what you need. Yeah. Not, yeah, it's not, like not almost for, like not for two hours, not for over. Yeah, I know. Jeebus, it's it's like, this, it could use some trimming. This is why this yeah. is low on my list. With all the stuff and the dance and the explaining of the, the of the evil scheme, it's like, oh, there's not enough going on. I mean, the dance is one of the better scenes. And by, yeah. the, by the way, I'm sorry if this is on somebody's list, but HDs did not do any favor to, any favors for spotting like all the stunt doubles in this movie. <laughs> the aggressive yeah. use of stun doubles, especially the dance sequence. Anyway, yeah. Um, this movie is like Count of Monte Cristo, just not good. I have yeah, actually something to say about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> not as good. Okay. Um, that was Alex's number six. So Scott, what's your number six? My number six is this. This is a rip off of the Count of Monte Cristo, which which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. Like it's it's an you know the story's been around. Yeah. I don't. I it honestly does not bother me at all that they went back to that well, but they like just did it so poorly. Like they just they whiffed on like every chi- every type of uh, 
like homage or a callback to, to that story that they're doing. Um, and some of it was just like, I don't know, I was getting irritated because it just felt like lazy writing. They're like, oh, we don't know what to do here. We'll just completely do what they did in Count of Monte Cristo instead. Uh, so like him escaping um, with, the, with the dead body. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the whole training part was just so... I have more to say about that later. But the, the, the training part just felt so lackluster. And that's pretty much like the like one of the funnest parts of the of Count of Monte Cristo, at least. Yeah. Speed! Speed of hand! Yeah, yeah the Richard mm-hmm. Harris versus uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins just blows him out of the water here. I mean, it felt like there's just a better level of like production, though, on the, the, yeah. the Jesus uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Um, but yeah, they just, they just, they, they borrowed that to set up the, the whole story and then just kind of half-ass it the rest of the way. With a yeah. giant explosion at the end. And I will say, Kind of Monte Cristo, the movie came out four years after this. I just, um, obviously they're basing it off the book. Right, right, but, right, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe they, the movie learned from this movie. I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like wait, let's not let's not give Richard Harris eyeshadow. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my wow, number thanks. six is um, the one scene where, like, the once again, the mother Yankee. Uh, <laughs> the guy has was, he had a guy like Kylo Ren here. Never drop a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls that head, the jar head thing out. Like I, uh, he's he's evil. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I just there was literally I have head and jar WTF like, and it's not even sealed. Oh, maybe it was, and he took the top off so Antonio Banderas can drink wine out of it. I, what the hell? I get it. You're evil. Yeah, fine. Just do you have to keep your head in a jar? I mean, this is like Futurama type stuff. He's <laughs> really evil. I like that they set yeah. these guys up like if this were the D and D scale. The villains in this are like hardcore, like lawful evil. Where they're like, like, oh, we're super evil. We keep heads in jars and we murder people whenever we feel like it. But we don't do stuff in front of children. And we wouldn't murder our own children. Yeah. So that makes us deep characters. Yeah. All right. Alex, number five. Uh, I remember liking the training more. I still kind of like it. Uh, I would have liked to see more of a montage to it, but... I'm kind of glad that it didn't stop at just physical training. Like, I like the idea of the circles and the whole, you know, training pit and the ropes and everything. That was pretty cool. Uh, but he also, I mean, I wish they would have expanded more on all the etiquette and stuff. Like, built a bigger montage. It's slightly bigger. You know, cut out, cut out some stuff at the dinner and add more entertainment in the montage. Him learning charm. Yeah. He has no charm. Charm. <laughs> Like the little jokes, it's like, yeah, you're going to teach me charm? Yeah, it's going to take a while. I'm sure he doesn't meet any harm. <laughs> they should have had, Mandy, they should have had Mandy Patinkin play Zorro. Oh, that would have been great. We had a better Spaniard anyway. No, that's true. I mean, he's just, basically, Wesley is dressed like Zorro. Just got a swip character swap there and you got it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, number five, uh, just like Alex says, there is zero aristocrat training. 
they they skip that whole part, which again going back to Canon Monte Cristo, like the he like teaches them how to read and do like economics. economics. And... Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so they just completely just hand wave that. Um, and then Alex has mentioned you mentioned that circle. You're like, okay, that's interesting. How you yeah. And then that's the only point is that oh, that's where they stand to do the sword fights. That never comes into play. Like the circles never ever comes into play. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of an empty. <laughs> like yeah, it's kind of cool, I guess. And then just nothing comes of it. Uh, but yeah, it would have been fun to see him train him to like sit up straight, stand up straight, uh, how to, to talk. Um, so I, I, I'd almost made my list about all the the people randomly speaking Spanish and then English. Oh, see, si. for almost no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know why Catherine Zeta Jones' character didn't understand Spanish, but uh, well, she's from Spain. Uh, I was going to say she's from Spain. <laughs> but no, but that no, that lady in the court, she wasn't speaking Spanish. Okay, uh, I mean at the uh, at the bazaar or whatever. Oh, at the flea oh yeah, was she like one of the indigenous yeah. peoples? Okay, okay, yeah, Mayan. Yeah, that wasn't Spanish. Um, or Aztec would have been. Sorry. Uh, anyway, um, the uh, I if if he was supposed to pass himself off as a Spanish aristocrat, like he at no, at no point did he do the lift. <laughs> well, nobody from, really had a list. Yeah, I'm from a Catherine de España. De España. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm joking about that last part. <laughs> you should have still talked like that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, see. Sí. Sí. Martinian. Boligrafo. <laughs> Gracias. Uh, so there's, uh, again, the no risk kind of training. It was like, I get it, the movie was, like Alex said, they, they could have cut some stuff and put that in. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's number five. Okay. Uh, my number five, um, while they may have stole from George R. R. Martin, Phil... Phil Jackson, Peter Jackson, <laughs> stole from him when the guy did the shovel surfing down the stairs during that fight at the end. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Legolas stole that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It was stupid. I don't know what's worse: just surfing on a shield or surfing on a shovel. Shovel, shovel, shovel. shovel. Yeah, that's, that's. I think. I think. Necessary. I think. I think, you know, I think you know the answer to that question, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. By the way, that zipline was terrible. He was like three feet off the ground. I, know, I was like, I was, I was, I was watching. I wasn't quite sure why he needed the shovel. <laughs> like, just yeah. like, lift your feet off the ground, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably would have gone faster. I thought he was going to use the shovel handle to like slide down. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Nope. Gonna use it. To yeah, they get to the bottom board. and then step on it, nail the guy in the crotch yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah no. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my number five. <laughs> Alex, your number four. My number four is Catherine Zeta Jones, Zebus Jeebus H. Is <laughs> Zebus H. <laughs> uh, not only is she a gorgeous woman in this movie, uh, as in every pretty much every movie she's in, but she plays uh, a character. Uh, she's from what I can remember, at least, one uh, a strong female character, like not one of the first ones that I've ever, you know, seen in a movie or a TV show. But she stands out. 
because all the you know they're putting her down all the men are dismissing her and and uh she's you know done her training she actually has uh zoro flustered in their fight plus she can keep up with that very sexy dancing <laughs> that very that very period appropriate sexy dancing mm-hmm. <laughs> the forbidden dance yeah she was good um, mm-hmm. I like their I like their character. Uh, yeah, she was great. Yeah, HD didn't hurt her at all. No, yeah, oh, no, it no, did not. <laughs> although, although half the scene she's in, it, it felt like they'd smeared Vaseline over the lens of the camera to like yeah, soft light her. <laughs> yeah, not that, not that she needed it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, Scott. Number four. Uh, number four. The most interesting part of this movie to me was as I was watching it, I couldn't help but think that this was like a total precursor to the the Pirates movies. Like it was laying down the formula for everything that came later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was Amblin. I don't, I don't know how much Spielberg, like maybe he had some notes on this or whatever, just the, the production company. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was hitting all those beats. All the the the, the Bruckheimer, <laughs> uh, the the music and the action and uh, just kind of the the light uh, character characterization. Um, yeah, like I would say, like that kind of bothered me. It was I know it's Zora, so it, that's the. He seemed a little goofy at times, which I it just didn't fit. And I know his character is kind of like at least like I said something reminded me from the TV show, right? He's not super serious. He's not Batman. No, so right? I think I think they're they're going more for but, like the Arrow Flynn thing, but it's Antonio yeah. Banderas. So yeah, it doesn't really mesh well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's kind of weird. Where you see like Jack Sparrow, it did work, right, with Johnny Depp's version of that. I don't know. It was just weird, but it, I could I agree with what you're saying. It just it felt something felt off there, and I couldn't quite place I mean, it. And this this was a year before the Mummy, which I I think did this whole thing better. Uh, like the whole action adventure. Um, although Lens movies is actually kind of light in the adventure part of things, with the. Uh, but yeah, I think the Mummy, as like something that came out at the same time, was a lot more fun. Although I haven't seen that one in a while too. I mean, I'd hate to go back and be disappointed about <laughs> thoughts on that one. Um, but yeah, and then the Pirates movies came out, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm never gonna say no to swashbuckling. And I'm glad this exists. Uh, not so much with the Zero Two, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that when we rate it. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that I just I was like, yeah, they're just hitting all these beats. This this is what tentpole. This is about uh, tentpole movies were about to go. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, my number four is the horse chase scene. I like that. That was pretty crazy. I don't know much of flips and stuff and. Couldn't really follow all the action that was going on, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't mention that. They were doing some interesting things with that that I didn't really see before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that's my number four. Alex, what's your number three? My number three is, I like that the villains got their comeuppance. That they, Just yeah, they their did. last that, that, final that they moments were pretty cool. died horribly in what I think was a PG movie. Yes. Probably PG-13, because there was, there was definitely people playing Mexican ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it was PG thirteen. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as over the top as they were, 
You know, if they didn't get like a good death, I would have been like very disappointed. So I knew that guy was stabbed. I'm like, eh, okay, he got stabbed. But then <laughs> they both did kind of take each other out when Raphael goes down with all the gold and everything. It was like, ah, there it is. The overblown symbolism of gold being bad and the two bad guys getting taken <laughs> out by it. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. You want gold, huh? How about all the gold in the world? <laughs> all right, Scott, number three. Okay. Number three was uh, the, a part that, that, that did make me smile. Um, in Amidst of that, when he goes to the barracks to steal the horse, and that, that scene feels like it goes on for an hour and a half. Um, but the, the part where he smacks the guy in the face with the cannonballs, and the camera pans over as the guy topples over, spitting out teeth, and they go back, and he's sitting on the on the on the cannon. Uh, I think that was like a from the trailer or something, a commercial. But that, yep. that was some vintage uh, Antonio Banderas, just him being cocky and uh, the flourish with the the torch to light the thing as he's setting it off. I'm like ah, that I thought I like that. That was a that was a fun payoff of that scene going on for twenty five minutes. Him fighting off five dudes at a time. More to say about that in a second, but uh, sitting on like yeah. sitting on the cannon, oh, that was it was a great shot, uh, very fun idea. Hmm. Nice. Agreed. All right, my number three. Alex already said it. What was uh, Catherine Zeta Jones in this? Uh, and like Alex said, not only was she uh, <laughs> very easy on the eyes, mm-hmm. the character was fun. She wasn't in it too much, not enough to be. That was just perfect. And uh, just kind of, she hasn't been in anything in forever. She like married Michael Douglas and then stopped. Like I don't even know what she's done. Did she like do Broadway or something? I don't know. I think the last thing I remember seeing her in was like Chicago. Yeah, what was that? Like four years after this movie came. Oh, it feels oh. Like it. Entrapment. Yeah. yeah, Entrapment. Entrapment. You're playing both sides. Entrapment. Yeah, with the stunt butt that wasn't really hers. Remember yeah, that controversy? Yes. <laughs> um. But anyway, she was great in this. Um, yeah, yeah, character that was somewhat strong. She wasn't like you know leading the charge, but she also wasn't you know she was never damsel in distress. A, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's the word mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. Um, so yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones is my number three. Alex, what's your number two? My number two is when this movie's for me. When this movie is fun, like when it hits those adventure beats, it's it's really fun for me. It really clicks. Uh, them like right from the beginning tricking the guys into uh, wrapping them up <laughs> wrapping them naked around a cactus man, that was fucking brutal <laughs> but I still left uh, the horse chase like you were saying um, infiltrating the uh, the soldiers like the bunker the uh, I don't even know what a barracks. fortress barracks. yeah the barracks thank you so when it, it does like s- some things right that make me like enjoy the movie a lot okay i disagree but i'm glad you enjoyed it <laughs> i also disagree and i'm i don't know that i'm glad that he enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> all right well scott number two number two is i know i said that i, I enjoy the, the swashbuckling and things with swashbuckling there was too much swashbuckling in this. <laughs> it wears thin. 
again at over two hours I, I don't know the exact time this movie was um but there's just too many points where like five dudes would hit swing at once and then you block and then fight them all off like yeah the again the arrow flint stuff is fun for a little while but i, I don't know, maybe maybe we're kind of spoiled now that that some of these movies that we've seen kind of up the game with the, the fight scenes you know it doesn't doesn't all look like something out of a, a like 80s <laughs> schwarzenegger movie um mm-hmm. it, you know we actually kind of know after we've seen mma now you know we've seen enough uh like kung fu movies that you have a better idea of, of how this stuff should look on camera um which is not the fault of this movie um the, it, it it's it's kind of hit and miss more miss than hit uh with, with all that stuff but um yeah there's just too much of it like that was probably the, the movie's biggest sin is for a movie that's about a a almost literal swashbuckler uh they they there's too much of it and that's my number two all right i mm. I could have used a little bit more because I was bored. So I was bored with the fights. <laughs> that was my problem. So okay, it's, it, it, nothing really for me. Nothing really worked. But um, anyway, speaking of not working, Anthony Hopkins. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing in this movie and why he was cast in this role. And I don't know. I it was it was laughable. When he was actually in the Zorro outfit in the beginning yes, of the movie, the beginning, <laughs> yeah, you could tell that like he's like pudgy Anthony Hopkins. It's not like <laughs> like yeah, there's a stunt double for a lot of it, but for most of it, you can tell it's just like him. It's like it's like you put Danny DeVito in the in the suit. Like that, obviously, not nearly anywhere near that bad, but he doesn't magically look like Zorro all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he was in this movie, or I don't, I don't, yeah, I never knew, or I never begin with. So at the very beginning, I was like, I just assumed that was Antonio Banderas, and then I got a little closer, I'm like, mm, that's not him. Then I saw his face, and I'm like, that's definitely not Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Is that, and I, I don't think I got it until after, I was like, holy shit, that's, Anthony. yeah, that did not work out at all. It just, but not only the beginning, just this whole, yeah, when he's stuck in the prison, and I'm thinking of uh, Richard Harris and stuff, it's just, yeah, it, he did not. Did not work for me. So mm. Anthony Hopkins. It was his last ride. He was retiring. He's getting too old for this shit. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex. What's your number one? My number one is more swashbuckling. More swashbuckling. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And yeah, it didn't have to be. You know, a lot of it wasn't flashy, but a lot of it was you know pretty cool stuff that uh, movies just don't do anymore. And it felt like. I brought up the black, old black and white series, and uh, you know we've been saying Errol Flynn and referencing him for a lot. It, it felt like one of one of the classic episodes and stuff, as cheesy as it was, with some uh, updated variations for 1998. But overall, I enjoyed it. That was my favorite part of the movie, just whenever a fight was starting. And it wasn't all just like fancy sword flipping and everything. Sometimes, because you know Alejandro came from the streets, he w- it would just devolve into a street fight at points, which is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Scott, what's number one? Number one is the is yeah. the the only fight that I did kind of like uh, was the Zero v Elena. 
Um, but that was the best of the actual sword fights. Um, and mostly because of the characters and like what the characters are doing and less about like the, the, the actual fighting going on. Um, you know, I, 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 I really did love the beat where she's got him pinned on the wall and he says something to the effect of, like, oh, this is going to be harder than I thought. And he takes off the hat. And so they basically stop in the middle of the fight. He takes off his hat. And she takes off the, the shawl or whatever the hell she's wearing. Her shawl. And, uh, and they, they, they square off again. Like, I thought that, that was a great beat. Um, like, when she cuts his, mm-hmm. his shirt. And he, he's, like, upset about it. And uh, just him slowly disrobing her. <laughs> uh, and just the, the, the kind of crazy look she gets in her eye. Um, yeah, that was, it was just, I, I talk about this like in Star Wars, like that's why like the Luke V Vader stuff is better because there's, there's the, the character stakes, the emotional stakes are a lot higher. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was the highlight of the, the sword fighting this movie for me was that just that, that one scene between them. I would agree. I think that's probably my favorite scene too. Yeah. And not just because her clothes are falling off. <laughs> doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt. But yeah, there's banter. and Look at banter, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one, and I don't, I don't care about this stuff. It's just stuff that doesn't bother me. But there were so many, I think the term is focus pull shots on this movie that it was driving me insane. And like not done in a creative way. We're like, oh, we're on the foreground. Now we're going to the background. Or I, whatever that is. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's called the yeah. focus pool, where like it's in one shot, and it's like okay, there's something in the foreground, something in the background, and then like they're focused on the background, and then all of a sudden, whoop! Now the focus is on the fort and the foreground. Oh yeah, yeah. Rack, rack focus. Yeah. Oh my god, they do it so much in this movie. It was just, and it was never done like in a creative way. It just felt like this guy, the whoever this director was, like, oh, I learned about this technique. I'm going to use it 12 times in this movie. Yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. really distracting for me. And I usually don't notice these things or care about it, but it stuck out a lot. So that's my number one. It's a lame number one, but it bugged me so much I had to put it on here. <laughs> Dang, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's it. Any audible mentions? Um, that horse had fabulous hair. <laughs> yeah, I think that horse had a wig. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've never seen a horse with crimped hair before. Um, that was awesome. Just, just again on the aggressive use of stunt doubles, which is you know every movie, but it was just so easy to spot in this one uh, without even really having to try. Uh, yeah. Honorable mention to the part when he's running out of the barracks with the with the cask of gunpowder. You can see the powder trail on the ground in front of him as he's running out. <laughs> well, um, so I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> I mentioned the Vaseline <laughs> speed on the camera every time Captain Zeta Jones is on camera. Um, and then finally, uh, honorable mention to a giant explosion at the end of the movie because why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a lot of gunpowder. Like, really? Did we really need a giant explosion? Apparently we did. <laughs> Just see some studio note. Like, it says, like, we've been watching the dailies and we noticed there's no explosions. That's what, what can we do about that? Mm hmm. And then a giant set piece gets blown up. All right. Um, my honorable mention, I kind of already talked about it, was the mulleted Yankee. He was just so over the top and just so well quaffed and uh, uh, whatever. 
I guess I guess I don't mention they did a pretty good job with all the brown face because like I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't like too annoyed with it. But then again, I'm a white dude, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, again, every time they they went to the poor people and the peasants, they all had like like wooden teeth, and, like just completely dirty and like like come on. Some of these people like would it would have like. <laughs> Just uh, just by random chance would have bathed that day and been out there in clean clothes. Like, well, not at the not, mine. Maybe not so much at the mine, but like everywhere else. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex, what do you give this movie? Um, I'm gonna give it a, give it a five. I think <laughs> the I know the choreography for me and. Yeah, there's just some cheesy old school thing about it that really connects with me. So, all right, there it is. Bye. Fair enough, Scott. Uh, a three. Uh, I didn't think the choreography was that good. Um, at least nothing too noticeable. I did. I did like Catherine Zeta Jones and Tony Banderas is fun at points in this. Um, when it's not like in the face of everything that's going on. Um. And yeah, there's, there's just too much that just was mediocre about it. So yeah, three. I'm not feeling this at all. All right, I gave it a three as well. Did not like it. Definitely been worse movies we've done on over the years. So it's not down in the one or twos, but yeah, it definitely falls in the dislike category. And and all honestly, like I said, I wasn't really feeling that that day. So maybe that's something to do with it. But I just don't think. It doesn't age well. Yeah. Didn't like it. But I was thinking, how many Antonio Banderas movies have we done now? Assassins. Yeah, Assassins. Assassins. Is that it? Have we done... We haven't done... Ballistic... Yeah, Ballistic X versus Sever. (laughs) No. (laughs) Do we want to? Do we do any of the Robert Rodriguez stuff? I don't think we have. Um, Yeah. I I know we've talked about Desperado at points. I don't... Probably not under the new format. Or like the new Earth. Well, I don't even know how to call it anymore because I'm pretty sure we've done more episodes that way than we had the old way. Anymore. Oh yeah, we switched before episode 100. But, We're on uh, like 300 now. Mm-hmm. Anyways. 320. Um, I don't mind doing Desperado. They're Philadelphia? The streets of Philadelphia. Spy Kids? <laughs> oh, let's not do that. Okay. All right. Well, let's go over our crossover list, which is what, Alex? Our top five masked vigilantes. All right. For me, top five superheroes. <laughs> I tried. I tried to keep the superheroes off of here. I kind of failed a little bit. Yeah. I couldn't. Same. Okay, except for one. I think I kind of did. That they weren't like given superpowers or aliens or you know they weren't Superman or Green Lantern or anything like that. Sure. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is a movie that is definitely going on my list. Darkman. Huh? He sort of had Sam Raimi. I mean, not really. I mean, he's a little bit stronger. He's psychotic. He wears masks. It's particular, I've only seen that movie once or twice. He has a very particular set of skills. Yeah, he does. <laughs> God, yeah, and Bruce, Bruce Campbell's the last shot of that movie. 
Well, add it to your list because I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. Scott, add it to your list. You need to add some stuff to your list. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, Scott should add that to his list. Talking about? I had like one less movie than Jeff last time I did. <laughs> well, whatever you put it on your list, you Dude. need it. I'm putting Ballistic. Yeah, just for I... that crack, Jeff, I'm putting Ballistic X versus Seven on there. <laughs> and I'm picking it. Nope. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have, you have like seasoning on here, not movie titles. Paprika? Get out of here. That's not even a movie. <laughs> Oh, that's a cool movie, actually. I'm adding cumin to my list. Get out of here. Jeff, All right. Jeff, Scott. Alex, I have a question for you. Yes. Are we cumin or are we dancing? <laughs> no, we're more cumin than cumin. Oh. <laughs> Scott, what's your number Woo! two? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to just like retire as champion after the last one. Uh, number, number five is is uh, something from my childhood. Uh, coming home from school every day, it was the the, the Disney afternoon. I forget what the hell it was called, but uh, it wasn't one of the original ones. It was something they introduced after a while. But Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I should have thought of that. It's a good one. Uh, Disney. Di- Let's get yeah, dangerous. Di- if if dis- taking the kind of the Donald Duck universe. And making Batman, <laughs> you get Darkwing Duck. It's not Donald Duck, but it's a duck. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has a gas it's, gun. It's, it's and good stuff. It's also a grappling he great, gun. He has a great rogues gallery too. Some of them are, are, are totally yeah. ripping off. I mean, the whole thing's ripping off of Batman, but whatever. But uh, it does have a good, <laughs> has a fun rogues gallery too. So number five, Darkwing Duck. All right, my number five. Um... I said most of mine are superheroes, and I try to get in the ones that didn't actually have superpowers, but they all eventually have some kind. Daredevil, he's masked. I'll allow it, Jeff. All right, yeah, thank you. Kiss the shit beat out of him in the Netflix series. So yeah, he's yeah. he's got. I mean, he does is he is he considered to have superpowers with his sonic hearing or no? It, I don't even it, know if that's it, considered. It, it yes. is, but I'm gonna say it's so like street level that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So Daredevil is my number five. And like I said, mainly because of the show, because that's the only thing. I'm, and the, not the movie, because Ben Affleck, that sucked. And then, um, well, I do have a couple of the comp, the Frank Miller comics. I have not read them yet. I bought the graphic novels of a couple of them, and I haven't read them. But I heard they're really good. But the show is really good. Is there a season three of this? I never finished I it. That. I need to go back. I need to finish up all that Marvel Netflix stuff. Although yeah, I, was having, I was having a hard time with some of it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Night of Flowers. You yeah, I didn't even. Right. That's the one I didn't even start on. <laughs> was season two of that. I didn't, I didn't even finish episode two. One. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the immortal Iron Fist. I want anybody to listen to me. I, I, I finished the first season of that just so I could get ready for Defenders. Which was How'd that was go? Yeah. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four, not the Michael Bay version, but pretty much the the cartoon version. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were super powered for turtles, <laughs> but they just pretty much just became human strength, like athletic humans. But they were also trained by a rat to be ninjas, so that was cool. <laughs> was the mask really important? Yes. Oh well, yeah, you're Leonardo. No, I knew it. you're another mutant turtle. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if they didn't wear them, mm-hmm. then they, everybody would know who they were. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's more of an identity mask than it is an actual <laughs> hide your identity mask. <laughs> I love that these guys, yeah, Eastman and Laird pretty much created these because they were so tired of all the, you know, the mutants, the teenage stuff and everything. So they made this into a parody that blew up into like this giant franchise that's still going on. There's a new Ninja Turtle series out that's actually pr- pretty decent. Well, well animated. It's back in 2D. Uh, some of the comic books were surprisingly gory, depending on who wrote and uh, drew them. Yeah, the 3D movie uh, that came out was pretty decent. That had that had like oh, yeah. and Buffy and Patrick Stewart. I actually worked briefly with the guy over at one of the studios, and he left our studio in order to work on writing the movie, yeah. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Yeah. Um, have you guys watched the Toys That Made Us episode on Turtles? Have not. No, not yet. So go ahead and watch that because it's it's obviously it's about the toys, but it is about the how they created the comic how, and all that stuff, and then their relationship and how I think Eastman's like out completely. I, I don't know. One of them like lost their rights because they kept selling. Anyway, it's it's interesting Yeesh. story. It's yeah. int- they made a lot of money off of it. They could have been uh, anyway. Watch it, but she'd be like Turtles. And then basically the stuff you already talked about, how they just were indie guys just making fun of stuff and they just kept goofing off by drawing who could draw the most ridiculous thing and the next thing you know, they <laughs> million dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, number four is also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, but more so for the live action. The, the, the original live action. Yeah, yeah, I know. That movie was great. I liked, I liked, I liked all three of them. Uh, I never saw the third one. The second one the is third all right. one. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to skip. But I enjoyed the second one. Uh, the first <laughs> one for sure. And then yeah, I, I watched the cartoons on Saturday morning. So, yep, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were mass vigilantes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number four, going with comic book hair skin, Rorschach. Oh damn it! From the Watchmen. And you should see. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's really good. He definitely has a mask, and it's forever changing. Um, there you go. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming a few of those people, almost all the, <laughs> the Watchmen characters are masked vigilantes of some kind, right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, some had powers, right? Uh, it's pretty much just Dr. Manhattan that had yeah, powers. Yeah, he's definitely. But Anyway, um, yep, that's my number four. So, nice. Alex, number three. My number three and this goes back to the old black and white show, Green Hornet and Kato. It's very important. But Bruce Lee as Kato, like, I think that was the, that was the first time I ever saw Bruce Lee in anything, was watching old reruns of the Green Hornet show. And it was pretty awesome. It was easy to see why him as Kato was, like, in other parts of the country, was the most popular part of the show. Uh, yeah, I didn't really i started watching the seth rogan movie and i i like it didn't interest me as much but i like the idea of it that he's just some bumbling dude and the, the sidekicks doing everything which is pretty much the tv show too yeah there i don't is. remember i don't remember the tv show i know there was like a couple i was a crossover or two with the batman show right but i i think that might be the only time i ever saw it hmm. all right uh scott number three okay uh, my number three is also Daredevil. 
Oh, so that's why you allowed that's, it. That's, yeah. that's pretty much the, <laughs> like the reason most of the time when I agree with stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah he he his main his main superpower is being able to take a beating, as we mentioned. So I can <laughs> yeah, that. he just meditates and then he's fine. Yeah. My number yeah. three <laughs> is um, he's not masked all the time, but he wears masks occasionally. So I'm counting it, and that's Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, I'd say so. He dresses up as a bird when he when he's already a fox. And he dresses <laughs> up as a stork. He dresses up as a blind person, yeah. blind beggar. Hang fry, hang fry a duck, you say? Yeah. So, Robin Hood is my number three. Aha! Uh-huh. I've got a dirty thumb. Alex. <laughs> Alex, what's your number two? My number two, uh, from the graphic novel and from the movie. V for V for Vendetta. Yes, goddamn, such a cool character. Remember, remember. Yeah. The 5th of November. You know, tortured, out for revenge, very calculating, and then uh, indirectly, like, training his protege. It's fucking awesome. Do you know what I gotta I re- reread that book. about the British? <laughs> <laughs> it's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> This was the first or second thing I thought of, but I didn't add it to my list because I, I don't know if I don't like the movie. It's been forever or if I just don't like the fact that that mask is everywhere now with these jerks and protesting all over the world. Like, I don't know. Something about it I don't like, but we should bring it the, was the first the thing the I thought of. We should bring the scream mask back. <laughs> now, there was a vigilante. Yeah. Take that, Neb Campbell. <laughs> the only one he didn't kill. <laughs> oh. All right, that's a good pick, though. Like I said, I, I was pretty sure one of you guys would have it, and um, yeah, I just cool. I, I don't, maybe I'll add that to my list of something we can watch. How about that? Um, all right, mm-hmm. Scott, what's your number two? Okay, uh, my number mm-hmm. two is uh, you guys mentioned him at some point, um, but it's Wesley. I'm gonna count him as a vigilante. Oh. Damn it, I would have picked him. Uh, he's certainly masked. Um, and he's wearing the mask because he thinks it'll be all the rage soon. Uh, although it is possible that he got his face burnt by acid. We don't know. Uh, Were you burnt by acid or something? Wait, Wesley who? But Oh, damn it. From Princess No, Bride. no, no. I was talking about <laughs> Wesley from Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> well, why did you, why'd you do it in that voice? Because I, like, I can't not. <laughs> yeah, Wesley. Yeah, come on, that shit. Uh, <laughs> yes, Wesley from Princess Bride. It's the Princess Bride. Thank you, Wesley. That's a good one. I should have stole that. I thought of it. Um, my number two, and this is from all my WB channel watching. <laughs> Green Arrow. You failed this year. Oliver Queen. It is. The hood. Yeah, Oliver Queen. I'm not Batman. Uh, I, all I know, I don't know Batman. All is. I know about him is from the TV show. <laughs> so if that's wrong, I don't know. But I really enjoyed at least the first few seasons of that show. Um, he's basically just a ripoff of Batman, which maybe I don't know, but it's good. And uh, yeah, no superpowers either. Just really strong and can uh, shoot arrows at everything. 
Yep. And really, really rich. So not like Batman at all. All right, uh, Alex, number one. <laughs> My number one is uh, Batman 66, Adam West, specifically that show. For Mass Vigilantes. Adam awesome. West. That's right. A little softer now. <laughs> uh, I still love that show. It's so stupid. <laughs> Cheesy. And very colorful. Great rogues gallery. Cesar Romero, best joker. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fine, fine. I've not shaved my mustache. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Right, I'm. I'm gonna guess that we all have the same number one, maybe just different variations on it, but it's Batman. His superpowers is that he's rich. Yes. And yep. smart. No, mostly, mostly he is smart. <laughs> Demonic. Um. Yeah, my number one's Batman as well. I'm not. I'm not gonna pick one. If I had to pick one. It would be George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The nipples. Most realistic no. bat suit. The best Batman. I don't know. Dark Knight Returns graphic novel. Old man Batman. Oh, yeah. Old man bats. <laughs> yeah. He shaves his mustache unconsciously. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it would be me playing Batman in the Arkham series. That's my favorite Batman. Yeah, here. <laughs> Arkham series Batman yet. <laughs> I will say Kevin Conroy is the best. Second, second best is, is Batman. Will <laughs> Your banner, Batman. Michael. <laughs> will Arnett is awesome. It's Lego Batman. Hey. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? I had none. But I, I would add Wesley. Wesley. Uh, <laughs> honorable mention to uh, Hit Girl. Give me Wesley. From, from Kick-Ass. Ah, yeah. Nice. Um, I was, I was hoping one of you guys, because yeah, you, you did get Wesley. I was, I was thinking I was gonna miss them, and you guys would like blow me away. That was the only one I was. I guess there's not as many as I thought. Yeah, that aren't like super powered and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the Phantom. Oh, Moon Knight. That guy's bananas. Same. Yeah, I don't know much about him though. Nobody does. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. sports. So I read something pretty interesting today. You know how there's a ton of unwritten rules in baseball? Mm-hmm. We don't know how many uh, there are, though, it didn't... it's all unwritten. Yeah, I know. It's a mystery. Just like Moon Knight. It didn't occur to me ever that those rules don't apply to other countries. Because I guess there's a, a, a somewhat of a controversy about bat flipping. That there's some yeah. new. Yes, Alex, we're going to interrupt you right there. The only thing about baseball that you do know is about tipping your cap, and that is totally <laughs> an unwritten rule that didn't translate in that movie. And you don't. This is what you're learning right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, bat flipping. What about bat flipping? Uh, that I guess some uh, some of the younger guys here in the states have started doing it, and it caused an uproar and everything that is disrespectful to the pitcher to like show off like that after you hit like a good dinger. Uh, but in Korea specifically, it's like almost celebrated. Nobody thinks like it's a big deal. 
And uh, to some of the players that were interviewed in Korea about this phenomenon about bat flipping and how it became so big over there, uh, most of the players just say that they don't know they're doing it. They're doing it unconsciously, mostly because they're, they're I guess, putting their full force in the swing. And then just by the end of it, they just kind of let, like, the force is so strong that they let go. They just so, happen to let go. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that, that are different and that work differently in different cultures. Anybody, any of these Korean baseball players are saying that are completely full of shit. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. there's no reason you there was there was that... that naturally. You're doing that shit on purpose. Although they did, they got it down to an art form. Some of these guys with the bat flips they do, they're, they're pretty yeah. sweet. But uh, they know they know 100. Yeah. They practice that shit. <laughs> they, they know they know what they're doing. Yeah, in the ESPN article that I read, it was uh, that was like the tone of the like, like the underlying tone in the article. It's like, oh, this is what the Korean players told me. But during batting practice, they were still swinging four force. Nobody was doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, mm. um, so yeah, it's just weird. I didn't know. Well, of course, I didn't know bat flipping was like a it's, bad thing. It's, it's like when somebody beans a guy. And then they they always they they always ask him after after the game's over, did you do that on purpose? And they always say, no, the ball just got away from me. Like, like yep. that's another unwritten rule. Is like you're not allowed to say like, fuck yes, I threw the ball at him. That guy's an asshole. Like, <laughs> you never hear anybody say that, even though that's like exactly why they that's what they were thinking when they did it. Mm-hmm. Ah, sports. So yeah. Pretty interesting that it's yeah kind of celebrated over in Korea in Korean baseball, but over here people hate you for it. Yeah, it's slowly changing. I know I have, I argue this with my brother all the time. I don't like it. He says, "Why not? Who cares? Just do it." I, I go back and forth. It's you're showing up. The it depends on how you do it, right? There's showing up the. You'll see a guy hit it and then just like throw the bat in disgust or whatever. Like that's showing him up. Some you know you got what's his face, uh, Batista, Batista yeah. up there in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like he. Made a thing out of. I don't know. Uh, what's worse, that or staring there like like Bonds would do and just watch it, or Reggie Jackson. Some of these guys that hit it and they just stand there and watch it, and then the pitchers get mad, but they make make a better pitch next time. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's all it's all so contextual. Like, it goes like what's yeah, going on in exactly. the game. Like like if if the guy's like staring at the pitcher who's going down first base, then then yes, he deserves to get a ball thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, like some of this other stuff is like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if anybody ever did that on, like, let's say, the Astros, then I would say 100% yes. Somebody <laughs> should throw a ball out there. Like... By the way, the biggest bummer of this whole COVID-19 thing is the Astros are going to get a free pass on this. I know, gonna, they're going to be so, so excited to play baseball. Yeah. It's all gonna, yeah. We got we to gotta do, gotta do our part Houston. To, to make sure that they don't, they, they don't, they're not comfortable when they come back. Yeah. Same thing for the Red Sox. Exactly. Red Sox are going to be all under the rug by the time. I was going to boo the Red Sox. No well, <laughs> a little harder. They're smart watches. All right. Um, it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was yeah. Okay, so not much to, to talk about this week. Um, there was some interesting news that I, I think came out today. Uh, there was a... I don't know if I call it a leak, uh, but apparently some news about on the Nintendo Switch of uh, there being libraries for 
um, for the Wii, for Nintendo 64. Um, so wouldn't be surprised to, to see that stuff happen soon. I know with the, like, the SNES stuff, um, there was no word on that at all. And then all of a sudden it was kind of there. Um, I wonder if they do Nintendo does something similar this year, especially considering that like there's not going to be any... There's not going to be an E3. There's not going to be a Tokyo Game Show. Oh, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if there were a Tokyo Game Show. Um, yeah. There's not going to be a Gamescom. Um, those three are like the biggest ones like to, to show off this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe they're... They decide to move move it up or or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to, to get some of those Wii games and N sixty four games out on it. Um, you know, I I know I'd have fun playing Ocarina of Time. Um, I have it on my three DS. Actually, a really good port in my three DS. But uh, yeah, yeah, getting mm-hmm. getting Ocarina of Time on there, um, like basically all the s- titles that had sixty four in it, <laughs> Mario sixty four. Um, Star Star Golden Fox Eye. Golden Eye, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, and then on the Wii, um, not as many good titles, <laughs> but there's a library there. And then the other weird thing that, that mm-hmm. I'm curious about with the Wii, just to deep dive into this nerd stuff. Um, so the Wii and the Wii U were the first ones to have, or maybe it was just the Wii U. Um, they had like the online shop, like through the system. So oh, yeah. I mean, it was 3ds did too. Um, but there were like a handful of like Super Nintendo titles and, and other titles that were sold on the store on the, on the Wii, but never, but have yet to be made available on the Switch. So maybe in this way, get a hold of some of those old games as well. So yeah, I hope, I hope mm. this comes out soon. Um, I'm waiting on this now as well as, uh, just Square to get off their asses. <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy and say like Square, why haven't you released all your games on the Switch yet? But uh, I, I I would I'd be <laughs> I'd be happy to have uh, pretty much any iteration of Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy VI. Um, that that I'd be super jazzed for for either one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it would be I think just pie in the sky. I think it'd be really cool for like Final Fantasy IV if they did like a, a package that had just had like all the different versions of it. So like the original one, like, which is basically the, the, the PlayStation oh, yeah, the, one. Um, yeah. The wonder, the wonder swan, yeah, the, there was the, uh, the, yeah, DS, was the one. DS one that had additional content, uh, which was, which is really was cool. cool. The, the 3DS yeah. one, or maybe it was just, that no, wasn't 3DS, it was DS, but, but had the, mm-hmm. the, the, was the 3D, um, like all that stuff would be pretty rad. And then six, of course. Um, any iteration of that. Uh, How about six? Six, six is good. <laughs> uh, Chrono Trigger. Would, I wouldn't say <laughs> no to that either. Um, Just fire up your Super Final Nintendo. Final you Final still Final have it hooked Switch. up, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. But I wanted my Switch. <laughs> Actually, it's on. It's on the uh, SNES Classic or Mini or whatever, which I do have. Yeah. But there you I go. Want, I wanted my Switch. So. Anyway, just some some video game news. Um, Alex, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I just fired up. It, it, I always do this every once in a while. Just uh, I just need something to distract me, and I'll fire up Destiny Two. Apparently, there's uh, a new event going on. I think this is the last week for it. The Titan 
not the Titan games, the Guardian games. It's pretty much just another layer of, of rewards that you get for doing the same old stuff. And that's how they get me <laughs> with the freaking with the grind loop in that game. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, you just do a couple extra BS things to start getting other rewards for this specific event. And then you turn in those rewards. It's like gold, silver, and bronze medals. And then you get stuff. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that Destiny is like a really tight shooter. And it's still super fun. Yeah, just I just yeah, it, it's too late for me. <laughs> it's too many. Maybe, maybe too old, too old to begin yeah. training. <laughs> maybe yeah. when Destiny Destiny Three rolls around, then uh, maybe I'll try to get on Grandma. Nah. I love Destiny Two. I just haven't. I actually got the new expansion because I started playing it again, and then I kind of fell off it. <laughs> so. Yeah. The game's always. I just wish it would load up quick. I think if I had a newer Xbox, because I got it on the PC too, because it was free on Steam for last last month. It loads so much faster on the Xbox One. I, I saw the I've, original I've version. And it's still slow shit. Fuck, it just takes forever. I want to play the game, and it's like at least at least I mean, five I mean, minutes, be, and that's not. Fair, like when I pl- <laughs> the only time I ever played it was when I did it with you guys, and that that's what the loading times were. So. <sighs> God, it takes forever just to log in to choose your character, and then once you do that, then you have to choose which planet you're going. So, so that ridiculous. is that is since we're talking about this, that is one of the upshots to the new uh, Xbox Series so X. When when you yeah, have the new Xbox, the new PlayStation's come out. It's like that's the thing that they're touting is that they're going to reduce like load times and load management, so that a yeah, load times are reduced. And B, so you can have more unique shit in the game. Because what happens is, you know, if so that stuff can load faster, they're going to load in the same texture or whatever. Um, this way you can mm-hmm. have more unique stuff as you go from point to point in the game. Or or yeah. it'll load mm-hmm. in, like, in, in like, create, like, faster in different ways. That's why, like, all these games have, like, these stupid like hallways and stairs and elevators and <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Resident Evil two yeah, doors. It's, it's to, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ladders. Yeah, yeah, yeah the ladders. Yeah. Clank. It's all. It's all. Clank. To, it's all to Clank. hide the like why the stuff's being rendered in the next area. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Fucking Mass Effect elevators. Yeah. At least those like became like a joke <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then the series became uh, a joke. Oh, that's not funny though. Too soon. Too uh, it's anything I love else, Alex? Mass <laughs> uh, no, that's it. Destiny Two still All fun. Right. For, you know, for a bit. All right. Well, may the fourth be with you. Yeah, Feliz Cinco de Mayo. Oh. When when this comes day. out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, day we're recording oh, this is day. May the fourth. So this Star Wars news, they announced officially that Taika Waikiki will be. Um, did I say Waikiki? Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika, <laughs> that was gonna let it go. <laughs> Taika Waititi is gonna direct and co-write uh, upcoming Star Wars movie. They didn't really say which what it's gonna be, but he's gonna do that. They announced the writers as well. I don't know. Did, they, <laughs> did they announce his eventual replacement? To tell to repeat it, I've been saying that joke all damn day. <laughs> I know, that's good. Um, 
So they announced that. They said they also announced the writer. They also announced another, uh, the person who's going to show run and produce a new untitled Disney Plus live action movie or show. So that'll be interesting. I hope it's um, Escape to Witch Mountain. Which, which, I'm sorry. Which, <laughs> or which Herbie. Mountain? Witch Mountain. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, Today on Disney Plus, they released uh, The Rise of Skywalker. They released the last two episodes. <laughs> the last two episodes of the new Clone Wars series, which I think wraps up everything. So I think as of today, yeah. there's no more Clone Wars. <laughs> Disney um, Plus is officially yay? out of content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they started a, started a new series, which is basically following what Scott's saying. It's a Behind the look at making the Mandalorian, so there's going to be an episode every week talking about the making of the Mandalorian, um, which I saw the first episode. It was pretty good. It was about the directors, so you have Taika Waititi and uh, Deborah Chow, John Fumamo. I don't know. Favreau. Uh, no, not Favreau's <laughs> in it, but he wasn't one of the directors. Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard and uh, oh, and Dave Filoni. Um, interesting stuff there. The one tidbit I thought was hilarious. They were talking. It's kind of a roundtable. They've done this with Marvel movies before. We have like the Russo brothers and Favreau and once again, Taika Waititi and other people around. And Bryce Dallas Howard, this is her first, I think this is a directorial debut. And she was telling the story about how when she was five, her dad would take her to like business meetings just basically so the, the wife would have one less kid to worry about. So yeah, I remember I was at this meeting. We went to Japan and I was sitting at a table <laughs> with George Lucas with George Lucas and Kurosawa and my dad just telling the story. And like all the other directors at the table were just like the jaws <laughs> dropped. Like, oh man, this is five year old sitting there with like the legends. That was pretty funny. Um, Kurosawa is pretty good. You know, Jeff, yeah. though, what, what I'm really uh, looking forward to is the making of the making of Mandalorian <laughs> I documentary. Know. Yep. I know. <laughs> pretty much. It's just a, a person making phone calls. Hey, can we interview? <laughs> uh, that's kind of it on my news. Uh, a cool thing, if you were a Parks and Rec fan, they did a new episode, a kind of reunion episode last week to, to raise money, and it was all done over Skype. They wrote a story around it. It was pretty fun. If you were a fan of the show, I think you would like it. Obviously not the funniest thing, and based on what they were doing, though, I thought it was pretty good. Um you guys didn't watch that show, right? Not not regularly. I, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I've seen a few, I, yeah, the, a few episodes here. The uh, and there. Patton Oswalt filibuster is legend. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is the, the uncut version. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. I finished Better Call Saul. I don't know if I mentioned that. And I'm starting Ozark. That's the new show. Well, new for me. I'm finally starting I've to watch the that. First episode of that, so. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that, was, that was a like pretty a heavy, flag, flagrant like HR while. violation in the first episode. You watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to go. Be sure to check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Hans Shop First. Please support us there. As of right now, everything's a dollar, but if you want, it's even free. But you know, do what you need to do. Help us out, and we'll help you out. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not to move or help anything. Help us help you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry.
We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. From the Z to the O to the double R-O. He's a cool best dude from the barrio. I name you, Sorrow, King of England. <laughs> Jess! <laughs>